BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, yo, what's up, world? This is DJ JS1 of the legendary Rocksteady Crew. And right now, you're listening to The Library with my man, Tim Einenkel, on RapStation.com. Strictly the real hip-hop. Peace. My- Uh, we're speaking with uh, Dow DMC McDaniels, uh, obviously one of the founding members of Run DMC. Do you think it's still worth, I guess, the fight for no, to? No, 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 to take like, so, so you see where rap music is going, not the culture, but you see where rap music is going, and it's it's what you hear on the radio and what you just talked about. Um, I mean, is it worth like saying, all right, let them have that, and we're just going to create something? We're going to create a new art farm, you know, and our new way of of putting of putting a, putting the message out there, or or is there hope? I mean, because because I think there's there's always this, and it's, I don't know, I don't think it's anyone's that fault, but there's always this weird disconnect between, and then you kind of touch on it between the today's artists and the and the older generation, and it's also, I mean, I think it's people just being defensive. I'm like, you know, like you know, so is it worth it for you to try to get the I guess get the the the, the rap portion of the culture back to talking about the truth or do you just say hey forget it let's let's find something else to you do like you know well it's definitely worth it it's definitely worth to go to your grave fighting for the truth and the complete total representation that you used to have if you're if 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 you're from that generation it's definitely worth to fight because that just means you care about it and it, even if the change never come, it's definitely worth about it, worth the fight. For me, and that's for that's for the majority of people that really feel there's something wrong with hip hop and rap. It's worth the fight. Just keep speaking that, and it might not never. Change. It's definitely worth it. Now, me, I'm in a different class. My class is this: I never cared about the business in the first place, so none of the changes that everybody's mad about affected me. Because I look at my hip-hop the same way I looked at it when I was 12 years old. Run put me in a group, and I became not just a rapper, but the king of all you fake-ass rappers. It's good enough for me. I don't care. My record never... I, the music business, I tell people the first thing, they, they ask me all this, call up. If the music business ends tomorrow, I could care less. There's still going to be hip-hop. 
my hip hop in, in my truck right now. Every Cold Crush tape before a rap record was ever made. Every Cold Crush tape, every Moe D tape, every Furious Five tape, every Jazzy Five MCs, every Red Alert tape before he was ever on the radio, every Busy B tape, the Force MC tapes before they were the Force MDs becoming an R&B group in the music. So I'm a little different. Now that being said, us in the business looking at those two scenarios is different now and nobody's seeing this. But I'm realizing something. I got Three things going for me. I didn't OD. I'm not in jail. And I didn't get shot like all my other J and Pot. Now, where we at? We still hip. The phrase, I understand what Nas said. And I understand when a real fans hip hop is dead. It ain't motherfucker. It can never die. You know what I'm saying? You know what's dead? The business is dead. The business is dead. The reputation of all the executives who was in the profitable period. And when it changed, did they speak up? No. They dead too. They are dead to me. When I see them now, psh, yeah, I seen you in the 80s standing there smiling at me. And now this happened. Understand your business. But you got your $400 million fucking budget for the last 20 years you've been in the game and made a name for you. You ain't fighting for this? So I know you are. Now we had a different thing. Chuck prophesized it about a year. The digital shit is going to come shake shit up. You go digital, you go independent, but now it's kind of different. Fuck radio, fuck records. Why? And I, I think I got to do it because people say, do you should do it. Remember Moby put together his own festival? Remember Sarah McLaughlin putting the little affair? So you know what DMC's going to do? Without all my so-called friends from my era who grew up with me and remember this and remember that and you up in that all. And I'm happy for you. You still working for Interscope and Def Jam and Universe and stuff like that. But you know what DMC's going to do? I'm going to go to Coca-Cola. I'm going to go to McDonald's. Because I'm bad without negativity. I'm the baddest gangster on the face of the earth. And I'm going to put together festivals and I'm going to do what rock does. And I'm going to do what jazz does. And I'm going to go get Kane. And I'm going to go get Kendrick. And I'm going to go get Chuck. And I'm going to go get them and we're going to do this without y'all. Because it's here. Now we, had to put, we got to look at how the business set it up for us to do. Who got more? They, these companies will endorse these guys' tours, but where they go sit and break bread and hang out where they let them to kid, where you let these dudes in, no. But you can go hang out with Chuck. You can go hang out with De La Soul, who, by the way, you know what's crazy? And what I mean by this is LL Cool J, Public Enemy, Ice Cube, and De La Soul did the Kings of the Mic tour. Nobody talked about it. Hold up. Power 97, Hot 97, XXL Magazine, Source Magazine. Hold, hold up. They didn't get eight-page layouts and spreads about this is the power. That's, I don't give a fuck about us being a billion-dollar industry. What's powerful for these kids to see is that De La Soul does more shows than anybody in hip-hop. That's what's missing. Start showing that. It'll change the next, this generation and the next coming generation's perspective. That's what we're going to do. Hey, let's bring Cypress Hill in. Hey, let's see if Rage and them will show. That's where we at now. See, that's the secret. And when we do do it, when we do, when you can go see two-day festival in New York Central Park, 
starting with Herc and Bam and Run and, and all the way up to now, that's when it's going to really change. That's when those dollars won't mean nothing. Oh, no, y'all can't come in here. Y'all didn't fight for us. And don't get it twisted. We all got, us older guys, we got kids now. And our kids are in school. They ain't out in the streets and they educated. And it's about us taking our art and controlling it. Doing what we wanted, giving it to, okay, I don't want the 50, 50 million people in this current supply and demand. I want the 50 billion that don't care about that. We're all just sitting around saying it's hopeless. So, we have to, um, Jay-Z in his book, Steve Stout, The Blackening Tanning of America. Ice Stevens said, damn, when we saw running them on them Raising Hell tours with the, the stroke, with the, with the, the, when they saw us touring, no, people said when they saw us doing, um, you know, um, um, coliseums and big venues with the Fresh Fest, they was like, yo, this is big. So everybody saw that and created this blueprint for everybody to go get rich now. Now they did that. They took that dollars. And because of technology, here's what they're doing. Now all we got to do is take what's here for us and use, take our old school stuff and use it with the things they use. The same way they're utilizing and promoting all this. You know the way hip-hop is now. What if we just pulled out, I don't want to say Young Thug or whatever, Little Wayne. Every time I say Little Wayne as an example, Europe, no, London puts DMC, this is Lil Wayne and Jay-Z. So let's just say New Thug, the New Thug, the same New Thug, New Thug, sip the syrup, fuck the hoe, those type of things. The same thing they're doing is all we got to do. But we got an advantage. When the consumer comes, they experience something they never experienced before, and they leave with something. So I think um, it's worth the fight. It's worth the f- But see, I'm there... I've been saying this when it was changing, so I never said it. You know what I'm saying? If you listen, Chuck, he prophesied all this was going to happen. Now, for the guy that wants that overnight thing that you might not, never get, it's definitely, we got to be vocal. That's the only way it'll change. But now, all the so-called legends and elder statesmen and stuff like that, we have to create an event or movement and they can't come. the same way I tell guys to come up with me. I'm in the same position as you, man. You a new guy trying to get in and you ain't getting in. I'm the fucking I built hip hop damn near, and they don't want to mess with me. And when I say they don't want to mess with me, they know who they talking about, guys. It's so called. You was right you know, around my coattails when it was when we built it, but now y'all in there and we don't want what we, I don't want nothing from you. I don't want to take your budget. No, just create a budget for me so I could go find it. Will Smith. A kid really needs to hear. Parents don't understand right now. All you got to do is make sure. All you got to do, though, is make sure the rap's dope and the beat is dope. Can't be bullshit. 99% of the stuff on the radio is stuff that Larry Smith, Rick Rubin, and Russell would say, tell us. It's bull- bullshit demos. And everybody always laughs. I remember when we first, me and Run first heard Scarface and the Ghetto Boys, we got scared. You know, these guys from the Bronx found out they from fuck. You know what I'm saying? The, the greatest so-called gangster rap record is mine playing tricks on me because it was a record saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. And not I can't sleep. It wasn't. And no, no drug dealers want to be drug dealers. But the, the record company said, no, say you're a drug dealer and you like doing it. But 
like you said, the prison complex and it's deeper than that. The stupid thing about ignorant, asinine, immature rap music is America celebrates it. These corporations celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross being a correction officer, I could care less. The thing that I didn't like about Rick Ross was, no, no, I wasn't a CEO. Oh, so there's something the matter with a man having a job? That was a net, that's, that destroyed, that tell kids it's not cool to have a job that gives you benefits and take care of your family. No, no, I'm not a CEO. Oh, no, no. So what is that telling a kid? Fuck it, I could be a drug dealer, a rapper, or athlete. It's, see, it's always deeper than that. It ain't has nothing to do with you singing the most shit record. Like you said, we made negative records. And that was kind of our downfall. When we dig back from hell, we thought we're going to rhyme about all this. And that was because Jay was in the streets. Jay, he was around. He did the afros. He was with Onyx. He was in the grove. Me and Run would just run DMC. That's why I respect the Beastie Boys. They left Def Jam when Def Jam was doing good. They had no beef. But they saw this coming. And went to Rick and Russell. We want to leave. Why? Oh, everything's going great. That's why we want to leave. Yeah, I tell that joke and people say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when they did that, when everything was changing, who was still able to come sell a garden out two nights in a row? The Beastie Boys. Doing what? What they always did. We're speaking with uh, Dow DMC McDaniels, uh, obviously one of the founding members of Run DMC. Um, you touched a lot on stuff there, and I, but I want to kind of I, <laughs> I want to continue on. Um, yeah. To a great story, and I think you've probably, obviously, every, everyone, I imagine when you said this story on the NPR's The Moth, everyone kind of just like, you know, was right. amazed by it. Uh, but for those who don't know, it's the incredible story about how Sarah McLaughlin's uh, song Angel literally saved your life. Uh, and when you met Mr. Miss McLaughlin, you went up to her and told her this, and then right. she responded, quote, thank you for telling me that, Daryl, because that's what music's supposed to do. Prior to this time in your life, and obviously prior to this meeting, right. what was the purpose for? What was the purpose of writing to you? And then, what is it? Right? What is what is the purpose now? That's a really great question. That's the best question. Ever. Prior to that, the purpose of me writing was I was just pretending to be an MC, like all the dudes before me. What I mean by that, it wasn't for showbiz. It was almost like, it was like, I was a comic book head when I was a little kid. So I used to take my favorite blanket and put it on my neck and run through the house, I'm Superman. When I started writing rhymes and messing with my brother's turntables, it was like me playing with my G.I. Joe or pretending I'm Batman or playing with my army, man. I had, I didn't, I didn't want to be Mo, but I wanted to be Mo. It was all make believe. And it just come to that Joseph Simmons came over my house and found my school books where I was writing my make believe rhymes. It said, D, you wrote all this? I was like, yeah, it was like everything I read, experienced, or did, I just wrote a rhyme about it. I'm easy to before I turn, because on Big Beat, I said, he used to call me Easy D. I was a rap doing the mic so easily, but it was easy for me to write rhymes, but it was fun. It was just, it was just what it was like for, for me, it was like skateboarding, movies, kung fu movies. It was all make believe. And Run found my book and said, D, you wrote all this? See, he was with Russell, who was managing Curtis Blow and you know, um, Curtis Blow was the first rapper signed to a major label. So Run was a little kid seeing the business of it, knowing 
yo, this could make you rich and famous and hop. You know, he wanted to be the Rolls Royce driving. That was him. To me, it was make believe. But he saw me and said, I could use this guy. I could use this nerdy dude down McDaniel. So it put me in the group. So even up to, even, well, I would say up to back from hell, Run DMC, that's all it was. It was just, what was the, it was just, it wasn't, whoa, I'm getting a check. I ain't care nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Even on King of Rock, Run goes, I'm DJ Run, I can scratch. I didn't say I'm DMC, I can rap. I said, I'm DMC, I can draw. I was still doing a comic there. So up till Back From Hell, which you'll read about in the book, it was just, even now, it's, I'm 12 years old writing a rhyme just to be like Modi. But because of the position that I was put in, after the meeting Sarah McLaughlin, it all it was blind before that. But after that, I thought about the millions of times people said, Yo, DMC, your record saved my... Yo, DMC, your record got me through some of the heart... They, you know, 84, 85, 86, people always told me that. I never experienced, you know, I probably was drinking my 40, whatever, just going doing my DMC. When she said that to me, whoa. So it gave me another meaning to now do what Dylan did. You know, he's folk rock god, but he still sung about the Vietnam War. To do what Marvin Gaye did, civil rights. To do what um, John Lennon did with his power as a Beatle. You know what I'm saying? To address the issues, to, to, to address the issues and not forget about the community of people that made me who I am. So after that Sarah McLaughlin meeting, it pushed my responsibility even further. It made it worse for me. Because now I'm carrying a heavy load. But the more I talk about the things that should be said, now composed to just rhyming about me, I'll rhyme about me being in those situations that can relate to people, whether it's political, whether it's personal, whether it's social. So that whole Sarah McLaughlin thing made me realize when I was just rhyming about me being a badass and saving people, what if I rhyme about me being just like them? Imagine what it'll do. And that was it. But but my early thing, man, I mean, it was like, I didn't know that this was really something until Walk This Way dropped. Because before it was like, if you came to Hollis, my friends would be like, you know, this is 86. We're still in, living in Hollis. And it was like, yo, D, that car came around here 500 times. Because people would just drive to Hollis. Me and Running Jay was out there. And, um, but when Walk This Way Drop, it's just the little difference I've known is when Walk This Way Drop, if I'm on a highway, cars are damn near crashing. Because they, that's why, after Walk This Way Drop, I stopped wearing, I, I used to just wear the whole Run DMC garb every day. But why? We wasn't the only ones dressed like that. We just, on Adidas, I said, dude, when I, when I do my lectures or I speak to people, I always start like this. I said, Run DMC really didn't do nothing. Don't never say that. Motherfucker, you. It starts a whole debate, whatever, whatever. But what Run DMC really did was, I said on Adidas, we took the beat from the street. We didn't create, we took everything from the street, put it on TV. And when people saw us, they thought we was the ones that know. This is how it was for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, but that being said, it made my representation of hip-hop more responsible. 
after that Sarah McLaughlin. Because now I know I have a, a tool and a superpower and a gift that I must use at this point in my life. So I'm not saying you ever did, but was, so is it today for you writing, is it less if no quote-unquote throwaway lines? I mean, or like before before this meeting, oh, you might have just right. had a line and be like, all right, well, this, I, just, I need this three words right, just yeah, to get yeah, to the, right, you know, right, the next right. stanza. But for right. you, I mean, is it every every word counts sort of thing? Yes. Every, yeah, every, every not, not, not every word, but every presentation has a meaning now. You know what I'm saying? If I do a fun record, it has a deeper meaning now. That's really about, as opposed to me just rhyming and people liking it. <laughs> um, I think something that's in, um, what's interesting about rap today is that, I mean, from when you started out today, obviously, like, you didn't have your influences weren't rap artists. I mean, and, and, and solely rap artists. Um, there was a kind of a diverse diversity to people listening to music. And now you have today's rapper who, it's easy to have their influence be a rap artist. I mean, obviously, besides Sarah McLaughlin, uh, what other music would listeners kind of be surprised that a DMC listens to? Oh, that's a great question. Um, reggae, Bob Marley. Um... Who else did I listen to? Oh, 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 oh. Um, punk rock, Ramones. Um, and just recently, I got into um, thrash metal and heavy metal because I was introduced to this band called Pentagram. And yo, Into the Blue Light, I mean, it's heavy, but it's funky. It's so full. So I would say people would, if reggae, but reggae was always there. Even even in the 80s, Yellow Man, Yellow Man and Fathead and Tiger and, Bu, uh, not Bujubantin, um, Sister, um, Bum, Bidom, Bum, Bum. There was, there was a, a hip hop street, not, there was this commercial reggae, and then there was this underground, like, hip hop mixtape type reggae with an array of amazing toasters and MCs. But right now, um, I've been listening to a lot, a lot of heavy metal. I 
it's scary. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.